Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Growing with Fishes podcast, episode 346. We have uh, Caleb back with us again today from Copyleft Cultivars. How's it going, Caleb? Hey, it's doing great. And uh, I'm excited to be here and show you a little bit of what we've been doing uh, at the Copyleft Cultivars nonprofit since we last checked in. Yeah, I know you've been working on a lot of cool stuff. We've been kind of um, hoping to show this off and we're kind of excited to have you on to kind of talk about some of the cool shit that uh, we've been collaborating on. You've been doing uh, the vast majority of the work and just been kind of help provide feedback and tweaks and stuff like that. So super excited to uh, to be part of the team and to kind of show off some of the dope stuff that you've been working on. Um, for those of you guys that aren't aware through the website up here, um, you guys can check out Copyleft Cultivars over at copyleftcultivars.com. Um, they have a lot of cool resources uh, that are about to be coming online for growers uh, and uh, particularly cannabis growers, but also vegetable growers as well. Um, so really, really excited. Um, we also have our uh, uh, Patreon, which we just launched as well. Um, you guys can sign up over there for 10 or $20 a month uh, to help uh, further the, the causes that you're about to uh, to take in here. So really excited. Yeah, so uh, our mission, just uh, for anyone who is just becoming aware of our organization or anyone who uh, has been following along, just as a reminder, our mission at Copyleft Cultivars is to protect vulnerable plants using Copyleft. And uh, we've really started in the cannabis community, but we've also been working with other vulnerable plants uh, around the world now. and. Uh, it's been a really great way to just cross-pollinate. Um, so one of the things that we've been really becoming aware of is the need to democratize farming knowledge and uh, spread farming knowledge access around the world, um, especially accessible, easy-to-create methods of uh, nutrition for our, for our different crops. And so... Uh, one of the projects that we've been working on, in addition to some of the other projects I've talked about before, our um, genetic galaxy and our uh, gene trait association systems that we're doing totally open source and um, bringing to you next year. But this year, we actually, um, even ahead of that release, have been putting together some artificial intelligence powered systems that make it uh, really easy to access uh, on any sort of web device uh, a chatbot that can guide you through a little bit of how to work with natural farming inputs, how to create recipes localized to your region. And um, so we've had a whole team actually uh, working on this and uh, I'm excited to, to give a shout out to that whole team. I'm really here in representation of about 12 people that have been putting in a completely volunteer uh, free of, of any financial incentive, um, since we are a nonprofit, work in into making this happen uh, just as a labor of love. So I'm really excited to show this off a little bit 
And um, yeah, we're just before I do with that Patreon that Steve showed, we're actually creating this democratization access model where the compute can be paid for through early access to the cutting edge, to the newest version. And then as we cover that, that compute for everyone else, then the more reliable, more established version of the system that was in beta testing, then that will get opened up for the entire world to use freely. Um, at least that's the aim. So really we're, we're hoping that we can, with fundraising, cover on a monthly basis the uh, release and maintenance and then the, the continued development of this project. And uh, that means that if you contribute to this, uh, whether that's today or whether that's uh, in future iterations, you'll get the newest access to beta testing models. You'll be able to interact with us directly, uh, give us feedback. We can help fine tune it for your situation specifically and really make this the best tool possible for you. Uh, and at the same time, you're actually helping pay for worldwide access where people in uh, the global South, people in uh, impoverished areas of the global North, or even people inside of uh, food deserts in major cities, all sorts of these places can, can have access to this information that would otherwise be very hard for them to get in a lot of cases and um, can have that guidance, that, that teaching mentality. And so, um, yeah, I just really wanna welcome you to if you feel inspired in your heart to contribute to that and you uh, and or you want access to the newest systems here powered by artificial intelligence engines, um, go ahead and sign up through the Patreon. That's one of the things I'm really excited about. We have a pretty low cost that we need to meet to try and make it um, cover itself uh, as far as the current server costs and then expansion. And once we hit that, we'll be releasing this for free. Uh, and then uh, again, uh, any additional costs on that will help us basically develop it faster um, and put more resources towards uh, that. And then it'll work just like ChatGPT does, where you have the access to 3.5 for free. Um, you know, everyone will have that always. Uh, but then the newest, hottest version that has some new tools that we're adding into it. You know, in beta testing, um, you know, you'll have access to that ahead of time with the with the paid version. So um, we're, I think that's a great way for us to kind of get this out as quickly as possible and then also make it, you know, quickly accessible to people um, that they can't afford it as well. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily, uh, if you can't, you know, afford for it, that's fine. You know, just wait a little bit, you know, month or two and and, uh, and it'll be released uh, uh, once we hit that goal. Who knows? Maybe we'll hit it at the end of the day. Uh, maybe I shouldn't speak too soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, if, if we hit it at the end of the day, that means at the very least, everybody who signs up uh, will tomorrow have uh, access as, you know, as they open their eyes into the new day to the beta test version. And uh, yeah, as soon as we can roll out the uh, full reliable version then, uh, which we anticipate to be able to do really quite soon here, uh, then we'll be able to open it up to the world uh, sponsored by all these great people who came together uh, in this community. So um, I also wanted to to shout out to the development of this and, and also ask um, for participation. We have a Discord and we'd love for anyone who has natural farming knowledge or works with creating fertilizers, especially with free localized materials. If you have 
a specific area of the globe that you've really worked with uh, that's of key interest and really bringing that in. Also machine learning engineers, if you have work with data uh, and data cleaning, data structuring, uh, we've got a lot of work on that end that uh, we could really use you. And bringing that together, uh, we'd really just like to continue to have this developmental mindset, this growth mindset as a community. So we have the Discord in the description. You can go ahead and jump on. We actually have uh, an already established great Discord community that uh, is full of really friendly people. And uh, we've launched our Freedom Bag Tag, which is the first open source copyleft license that you can just, as a sticker, you can stick it onto your seed tags protects freedom of use for any future users and then make sure genetics, any genetic data kind of comes back to work with everybody. We released that through the Discord, developed it through the Discord. So we're going to have that same mentality here with this. We'd love to have you on that Discord. Uh, we just had a great meeting this morning with uh, a, one of the most prominent KNF, Korean natural farming uh, names and teachers. It was a really great honor. I got some great feedback there. I just want to keep that moving um, and building that team. Of course, Steve's been a great part of this as well. Uh, one of our one of our key experts involved. So uh, here on the screen, we have that freedom bag tag I mentioned. And this is already available uh, on the website, copyleftcultivars.com on our preservation tab. And really just allows you to um, is actually above there in the purple. Um, if you want to scroll up slightly. Seems like it's actually not showing on your screen. We we just reworked the website, so deal with me here, but it's it should be that purple image with the uh, with our logo on it. Uh, that might be my screwy AI. I have a screwy UI that disables lots of stuff from web stuff, so. It might just be me. Well, if you happen to go there and you don't see it, um, you can also, there it is. Uh, there we go. You can also go ahead and save the image, and I'm sure that it'll be viewable. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, not yet. Wrong one. There we go. We'll show that in a minute. There we go. Okay. So this is the sticker that you can go ahead and and put onto any seed packet um it's really especially towards cannabis um in terms of the community that we've built into or hemp in general um but it should be really widely applicable across to any agricultural seeds and we have also our community connection into that so copyleft cultivars if you ever have trouble with this uh we can interface with you and 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 maybe help you out in navigating um issues related to anyone infringing on your freedom, freedom of use with this or trying to pirate or um, or or take, you know, anything, uh, relabel it or rename it that you had put under this, uh, this system um, if they're not using the same protection. So we, uh, we really stand behind this bag tag and uh, it's really been an honor to develop it with the community. Also, there at the end talks about how the, any gene sequences or genetic data, uh, if you learn any of that data or test any of that data um, from the cannabis plants or from the hemp plants that you grow from those seeds, uh, just go ahead and send those to us through the copulacultivars.com and we'll publish those. And when we publish those all together, it just really helps the community raise together 
and uh, learn together and grow together. So I'm going to go ahead and, and transition over towards the natural farming bot if I can share my screen. We also, here. we have some pretty cool partners too with some other big open source genetic databases in the field. Uh, I don't know if you want to mention that or not mention that or not, but um, we got a lot of different cool, different pools of, of people that are providing us cool sources of data. Um, just to reiterate too, what he was talking about, if you have, you know, nutrient content data for teas and ferments or composts or any kind of natural preparations, um, that's definitely stuff we're looking for, as well as natural um, pest control information that we don't currently have um, that are maybe traditional or, or more localized. Uh, we're also looking for those as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we really just want to be uh, a channel for for community to develop these tools that then are available for the global community. And um, so, again, that's our Patreon, which is how we're going to be supporting this. And so, you ready, Steve? You ready to go into the little show and tell demo? I think it's time. Yeah, just make sure you full screen your stuff. Great. And you click uh, over. Can you, can you see that? Yeah. And is that, that's full screened out? Here, let me, that's fine. I was going to say I can do it. I'll mine it all. Uh, hit F11. Uh, what the fuck is full screen on apples? I don't know. Where is oh. your... Somebody in chat, help. Uh, oh, here we go. Got it. There you go. Perfect. Now it looks cleaner. I hit 12 and showed the uh, HTML bar, but that's okay. So, yeah, here we have the interface, and we're using uh, a great interface here that was pre-built for us, so it's already been really well troubleshooted um, or really well built in order to allow the interface with the chatbots. So um, here it just comes in with this limited um, early access message that we'll be changing up and developing as we public release and as we uh, continue to develop it. it. Talks about being a limited test version. Uh, it's created by Copy of Cultivars, our nonprofit. And it's been trained on a library of organic farming, natural farming, and botanical disease diagnostic sources, as well as community-created guides for nutrient accumulation in forageable plants. And this was a great mass collaboration, again, with community members all over the world, working with the Open Nutrient Project and working with um, <clears throat> other organizations and just building this open source understanding of the nutritional value of plants. So... Uh, there's really just a wealth of information behind this chatbot here. And then just please remember that uh, they're an early access test version. And so there may be some minor inaccuracies. And of course, we'd really love to, um, if you jump in here and if you find any inaccuracies, um, please do let us know. We uh, have eliminated most of the inaccuracies. And now most of the errors are just odd phrasing maybe, but we've really nailed down um, a lot more reliability. We can continue to, to ratchet that in and, and fine tune it. The processing is limited. Um, so 
there's a certain limit. Sometimes it will give you a whole guide and it'll kind of cut off at a certain point. And if it does so, you can just say continue. And uh, so it talks about that here. And then it asks you to just tell a little bit about your farmer garden, your goals, the crops and scale of your farmer garden and your location. And so I prepared uh, an example one here. I'm in Washington state and I'm hoping to save money and reduce my environmental impact by making my own fertilizers. I have an eighth of an acre of heirloom corn and a fourth of an acre garden with various brassica and spicy pepper crops. And immediately it just starts going at it. I was gonna talk a little bit here about, uh, and each one of these are going to be unique. I just wanna speak on that here that, that I've never seen this response before. And this is the really beautiful thing about artificial intelligence, uh, neural nets right now in their evolution. Uh, you've probably heard a lot about these things uh, if you haven't played around with them yourself, but they're really, uh, able to kind of model a comprehensive understanding within themselves and then actually process uh, that understanding into next word prediction uh, and build out these never before seen instructions. So this is one of a kind based on that prompt. Last time I put in the same prompt actually gave me a different answer and you could keep plugging in the same prompt again and again and get different answers, which allows you to then get more and more recipes and you could refine your, your prompt, you can refine what you're asking it for. It's really this interfaceable back and forth system. And that's really cool that did a nutrient heavy IMO4. That's freaking awesome. Like, I don't think I've gotten that answer yet. That's dope. Right, so I actually earlier today did a little bit of updates based on that meeting I mentioned with one of the big name uh, KNF teachers, which again was a great honor to to have them in and uh, get that feedback. And I was I did some fine tuning related to IMO four, so I think this is a great example also of that that development and growth mindset and how this is just going to keep getting better. If you want to get that newest one, you know, getting that subscription and getting access, I think is actually going to make a really significant difference uh, each month as we push it forward. And so here it's talking about uh, how it's wonderful to hear your commitment to sustainable farming practices in Washington state. By creating your own fertilizers, you're taking a significant step towards self-sustainability, self-sufficiency rather, and environmental stewardship. Let's explore how you can use indigenous microorganisms and lactic acid bacteria labs, which is a probiotic that is really great at breaking down and making bioavailable different nutrients. And uh, for those of you who, although I imagine on this channel, there's a great awareness of this, but the indigenous microorganisms being, again, localized to your region, these microbes that are cultured in a specific way in order to help you to uh, create the best microbial situations uh, for plant growth and uh, fighting different pathogens. And they have many different uses, right? But here it's immediately going to, uh, given my location and given its natural farming um, training, going to this indigenous microorganisms and lactic acid bacteria or labs to create effective fertilizers for your heirloom corn, brassicas, and spicy pepper crops. So the various brassicas, the spicy pepper, and the heirloom corns. 
And then we talked a little bit here about the needs for NPK, the um, you know classic acronym here, and then talking a little bit about the differences they might need for the different crops. Since I'm in Washington, uh, it went ahead with the singing nettles, which I think are a great choice for nitrogen. I myself actually make ferments uh, here in Washington State with the nettles, which are really quite pervasive and have several regrowth seasons. So I, I, I think that is a great recommendation. And then we've got comfrey, which again is, uh, you know, not indigenous or native to this place. So maybe is a good one to actually be going out and foraging and really like helping remove from, from some places. It does tend to really overgrow, but there's a, again, a ton of it here in Washington state. Yarrow, chicory, clovers, again, things I see all the time really have that direct access to. Um, so yeah, I could, I could make these um, just from walking around my community, gathering these together. And we're gonna go ahead into these recipes and here it gives us straight recipes customized uh, based on those regional inputs and the uh, understandings of KNF other forms of uh, natural farming from Friction Veda also it looks like it's it's working itself in. But yeah, we have a little bit of a walkthrough on making the labs here. We have some clover and yarrow IMO4. And then here's going into the actual bioaccumulator data based on those specific inputs, talking about what is actually in each of these inputs from a nutritional standpoint. Um, so that's great. And that's information that uh, would have taken me quite a while to even just look up through the library of, of information there. Um, I had to do that manually. And then there again, another Korean natural farming input. This is um, the fermented plant juice and talking a little bit about the different growth phases a little bit about how you might want to change up your use of the different recipes based on the growth phases, a little bit of encouragement. I think that encouragement is always great, even if it's uh, from a computer, it can be really affirming uh, to our continual search for a thriving ecosystem and our, our work as farmers um, can be enriched by that encouragement. And then here we go ahead and, and add an alternative set of recipes. And this is just a quick run through of, of some others that are uh, you know, quite different than these recommendations here. And this uh, might be some other directions to take the chatbot. So let's go ahead and talk about this fish amino acids. And uh, or actually let's go with the uh, dandelion FPJ rather. And um, since I think the fish amino acids, you know, um, where we could have it link, I think is a thing we're working on right now, having it linked directly to, to different videos and walkthroughs. So that would be kind of a specific direct handoff. Um, but what if I didn't know about this uh, dandelion FPJ? So tell me more about the dandelion FPJ and how I would make it 
and how I would use it. and hit enter. I'm pretty happy with that last result, so I'm going to give it the thumbs up. And again, we really appreciate that feedback. And here it's going to talk a little bit about what dandelion FPJ is. Fermented liquid fertilizer captures the essence and nutrients of dandelions. A little bit of information about how to make it different ingredients even including like a wooden stick for stirring is their recommendation, breathable cloth, the dark glass bottle for storage. These are important considerations, right? And, you know, I could ask about why this dark glass bottle, I think that um, it would be to do with how we store it from the light. And it's already taken that into account. So that can be also a way you can use this as a little bit of a tutor or a learning coach and develop these skills. Here it's talking a little bit about the process to make the dandelion FPJ, harvesting, preparation, chopping, layering, fermentation, etc. The storage, uh, how long it can be kept for if stored properly. And then here's the dilution rate, which um, to my knowledge of Canna checks out which is great to see. And I think that um, their application seems to also check out this recommendation for early in the morning or late in the after afternoon to avoid the strong sunlight, kind of connects with that, the jar being tinted to me. So um, yeah, already learning a little bit about how to do this dandelion FPJ. <clears throat> and uh, so here we have another example and we're gonna just jump it right on top here. Uh, a lot of times it's useful to clear your, your cookie history between different, um, if you wanna ask for a totally different region, but we're just gonna go ahead and continue here with this next one. Um, and hopefully it tracks that we're, we're talking about a new one. So I'm in Chow Praia Basin, apologies if I didn't get that correct, um, in Thailand. I'm a commercial rice farmer with a family farm. We're stressed by fertilizer availability and costs. We're looking for alternatives to fertilize for our rice crop, which is 16 rye in size, and rye being the standard um, kind of land denomination in that region. Great, and it goes right into that one. So, hello, it's commendable that you're seeking sustainable alternatives to conventional fertilizers for your rice farm in the Chow Praia Basin. With the right approach, you can create effective fertilizers using locally available resources, reducing costs and enhancing the health of your soil and crops. Rice plants typically require a balanced supply of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And then it continues on. And you can see it's actually going faster than I can read it out loud. Um, but I see it already going into neem, banana leaves, right? We're seeing this totally different set of recommendations and ingredients that it's synthesizing together to help us. Um, and then here is an important aspect here. We're actually taking our IMO3 to IMO4, 
Um, so that's a little bit of my IMO adjustments from earlier today, um, really getting that IMO logic down, which I know is very tricky to get down um, even as a person. No, no, show them, show them now. That person's in Thailand. What if they don't speak English? Yeah, so um, I guess I'll have to say this in English, but uh, if you want to copy me over in the chat, a uh, uh, what no, 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 just question is just tell Thai. it to answer it. Just tell it to answer it in Thai. They'll do it. Yeah, please. I just did this yesterday with uh, someone that was in Afghanistan in Pashtun. Me in Thai. There you go. So, again, so I don't know Thai personally, but if if you did, um, it's really just translating contextually. And there's actually a cultural translation element too. So we've uh, used a, a system that actually allows it to convert based not just word for word, but actually the meaning of the whole sentence and the context of that sentence, uh, which is really important for these complex farming concepts. Um, and yeah, it's just going to go ahead and translate those sections, section by section from this part up here, um, down into this part here. So that's our name right there. Number two. Great. So uh, if anyone watching wants to throw into the, the comments another location uh, in the world that they'd like us to do, and then Steve, uh, if you see one that pops up, go ahead and uh, and give us those recommendations. And I'll... I know, so we've had people check it, uh, at least a couple of answers in Hindi and um, Pashtun and Thai. And yeah, so it's, it speaks a lot of the you know, bigger languages um, that you might uh, might run into with uh, with your stuff. Right, and also uh, we've confirmed Spanish and Portuguese, so some other of the major languages as well. Um, so this should be widely accessible. Um, we're still working towards testing different African languages. And again, this is a place for community members um, if you want to come forward and help us. We just need the ability to really confirm that it is properly translating those things before we endorse it. But theoretically, it should actually work for, for a huge number of languages that are already built into this uh, artificial intelligence system. Luckily, there's a lot of great chatbot tools um, that already do this and already include lots of languages. Um, so we've really just been able to integrate that part of it. Uh, but we want to make sure and test each of these things for reliability before we endorse them and really release them um, in full. And so again, getting people from these different language groups and localities will be super helpful. Great. So um, I'm going to go ahead and have it answer this in another couple languages. And another interesting thing that you can do here is with this stop button, 
Um, if you've gotten enough through that uh, or you want it to stop, take back your last one, you can go ahead and click that stop button. And let's go ahead and have it run. I do not understand English. I speak Portuguese. And there we go. That was one of the key things we wanted to make sure we had for the AI is this has to be accessible to anybody in the world that has a cell phone, um, you know, in any country. I know when I went to Africa, kind of saw if they had access to something like this, this would be life-changing for a huge swath of the continent. I think that this really can be kind of that uh, that gap and, and seeing you take the data that I put together in Open Nutrient Project and, and turn it into this and combine it with all the awesome natural farming stuff really just blew my mind when you first showed it to me and we've dramatically you know improved it quite a bit since then and had a couple of breakthrough meetings where we've figured out this that or the other and really you know fine-tuned it and you've just done a killer job at this thanks yeah it's really been a labor of love continues to be a labor of love and uh yeah while i've really spearheaded this um significantly again i want to give a shout out to the to our whole team of uh 12 volunteer uh Oh, yeah. Involved in that Copyleft Cultivars nonprofit and um, some of them since our beginning. So we've we've really been at this for uh, three or four years now, uh, depending on where you start the timer. Some of these people have been with us working on this this whole time. And, um, you know, not just this project, but really this the whole suite of projects from the brag tag to this AI chatbot. And then uh, early next year, we're going to also be releasing some great open source galaxies um, for mass collaboration for just the whole community to come together you know knowledge is power and so we can really collectively bring our knowledge together build collective power and democratize that access um, and we're going to be you know working with genetics working with uh, growing knowledge working with uh, phenotypic and trait information so that's up and coming as well and really this has been uh, like this whole team kind of working on these inner cross-pollinating them. We've been, you know, developing data sets for, for that upcoming release next year. And that's really helped us to reflect and refine this and vice versa. And so it's really been beautiful to see uh, how it is coming together. Let's go ahead and take this next question that we got here. Um, well, I did say I would run it through two languages. So let's run it through another language real quick. Just see the beginning, and then I'll go ahead and move through. Uh, please tell me that in rural dialect, in a rural dialect of Hindi. And I think that's another interesting thing is that you can have different dialects. There's some dialectic elements as well, and so its ability to specify, you know, different, uh, whether you're in a city, whether you are in a rural area, whether you speak a rural dialect or um, a more like formalized quote, quote dialect is totally within the ability of this bot. So uh, there it goes right at it again. And uh, 
here's one that was suggested from the chat. Oh, got to copy it properly. <laughs> or I'll just say dandelion FPJ a ton of times. We have a, there was a couple questions in chat. One was about I fermented say, cannabis leaf extract and sourdough. Yeah, I'm uh, taking the one that just sent me. Okay. How right. to use it for cannabis leaves. So this is one of the chat questions. Oh, and we're back to uh, Portuguese, so let's go ahead and um, uh, English, please. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see this is really easy to redirect and to interact with and just to, uh, you know, fluently stop, be like, okay, let's tweak that a little bit, you know, change what you said to it a little bit or ask it for clarification on a certain thing. And, uh, we're really hoping to have, uh, as uh, that that big name KNF uh, teacher put it this morning. I really love this the teacher's heart, and and so I'm taking that to, you know, to heart, so to speak, with this model, and uh, really seeking for it to have that that teacher's heart. This is the eggshell question. I suppose it was. <clears throat> so this is our uh, a great example of how it is still in development. Um, oh, it looks like this is still. It's no, I re-answered the previous question. Yeah, no. The previous. Okay, so yeah, yeah. let's go ahead and just say. I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing, wipe my cookie history from this, and then go ahead and, and plug that one in real fast. So, okay. Uh, and yeah, in this current version, that's how we recommend dealing with any, uh, any issue where it's getting confused between the different prompts. Um, the best way to do that is just to go to your history and then uh, clear browsing data, and then that will allow you to, within you know the last hour, um, you can specify and just delete cookies and other site data. And um, then when you reload it, it should just come back to the very beginning. So. Can do it here if you want me to. Great. And then I'll go ahead and uh, again type that out. I'd save eggshells and wonder how to use it for my cannabis nutrients. So let's go ahead and also say I am in. Um, Portland, Maine, USA, 
growing five cannabis plants. I saved eggshells and wonder. No, man, how. say like in a five cannabis plants in like a five by five bed. You give it a dimension so it can be really exact. And that context really helps. So I recommend again, just uh, as it recommends here in that intro, to talk about where you are, your goals, the crops, and scale of your farm and garden in your location. And here we have it. Greetings from Portland, Maine. It's wonderful to hear about your cannabis cultivation project. Eggshells are a fantastic source of calcium, which is crucial for healthy development of your plants. Let's explore how you can transform those eggshells into beneficial fertilizer for your cannabis plants. And then it goes into it a little bit, the nutritional needs. Water slave calcium. Yeah, gives very similar uh, to when we were in Washington, which makes sense because actually the same um, type of environment in terms of uh, cold and wet and uh, the similar fungal environments, but there's a little bit of difference in terms of like horsetail and the dandelion here is uh, is more forward. Uh, I know that nettles are, are equally as uh, populous over there as they are here. So um, it's interesting to see those similarities in similar areas. Uh, it also is tuned towards preferring invasive species so that uh, when you go out and wild harvest them for free, you are uh, leaving the more vulnerable plants more often. And here we have our eggshell recipe for water-soluble calcium from eggshells, which is a great Korean natural farming recipe that any of you that have not done this, I strongly recommend um, doing this in a place where you have great uh, ventilation or you don't mind the smell but aside from that just while you're making it there's a little bit of smell but I really recommend doing this recipe uh, at home it's one of my favorites so um, you can then dilute that water soluble calcium solution to this rate in water use it with your plants as a foliar spray talks a little bit about the schedule based on the phase you're in, vegetative, pre-flowering, which is, I believe, the most critical point um, in terms of getting the nutrition cued in for cannabis plants in my personal experience. And then flowering stage, which, of course, very important to have that potassium-rich fertilizers and continuing with that regular calcium integration. <clears throat> and... Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, we got a comment about invasive plants. So um, can you make the recipes out of only invasive plants? Say for that for that uh, for that same garden. Yeah, and I, you can actually just say my region in Portland, Maine, or you could likely just say my region because it's going to have that context from here. That's another great thing about these chatbots is they're able to um, 
most artificial intelligence systems that are chatbots uh, and ours for sure can include that ability um, to carry context over the context window as it's called. Great, and so here it's really going after some of these nasty invasives, uh, Japanese knotweed being one I'm familiar with personally. And making them into FPJs and FPEs. Bittersweet Nightshade, that's another one. Yeah, man, this is great. I haven't thought about using it for invasives yet, but all the data is there, so. Absolutely, right, and we've had a little bit of of testing so far um, from some integrated pest management professionals and experts, uh, just a little bit starting to touch into that. And that's a space where we're expanding it into. Uh, so let's go ahead and do uh, a prompt related to that um, for this same location. And, you know, first, actually, let's just say thank you for same location. And cloud. <clears throat> Tell me how to fight spider mites. Let's say uh, the two spotted spider mites. Gonna go ahead and give you integrated pest management of the two spotted spider mites. Introduction about the two spotted spider mites, their scientific name, a little bit about the um, different diagnostic indicators. I strongly recommend using corroborative information and really nailing down your diagnostics um, as we do not yet have. Uh, computer vision with this system uh, to assist with that. And so uh, if you already know really what you're dealing with, so you're, you're quite sure that it's two-spotted spider mite, then I think this would be some great things to look at. So it's talking about maintaining plant health, environmental controls, regular inspections, sanitation. These are all important parts of integrated pest management. They recommend biological controls, predatory mites, and other beneficial insects, which I think are also a great one. I've had some, some success with uh, persistently covering with predatory mites. We have some soft chemical, horticultural oils, insecticidal soaps to suffocate or dehydrate the mites. I think a note here, if it's cannabis, uh, that it doesn't say, and, and I think this is where we're fine tuning the integrated pest management. It's a little bit of crop specificity and um, really these and, and kind of everything in this chemical control category uh, should be not applied during flowering or pre-flowering. Um, really, especially things like neem oil, uh, or horticultural oils. Um, but in vegetative phase, I think these are great examples. Um, I've used neem oil quite a lot uh, to great success. 
during vegetative phase. And then uh, diatomaceous earth. And uh, it does say about the base of the plants to deter mites from climbing up from the soil. I think that is, in my opinion, also a good use for it. Um, but I didn't actually put in specifically how to use diatomaceous earth. Um, so this is really just the, the bot taking that information and um, knowing that it's a viable solution, implementing the how-to, recommending some preventative measures, at first signs of mite. So this is the very important window, five to seven days um, for reapplication and really introducing those predator mites early and then maintenance. So, um, you know, I'm not an expert in integrated pest management, but I do have uh, quite a bit of personal experience fighting pests. And uh, I think that this is a great starting place. So I'm gonna go ahead and hit that thumbs up there. And um, how about using a Jadam approach? And Jadam is uh, another system related to Korean natural farming that uh, was created by Yongseng Cho. Uh, and oh, it even actually says that here. And that's the son of uh, the infamous Master Cho from Korean natural farming fame. Um, so there's some integration there. And a lot of the recipes are uh, a little more like fast and dirty, uh, quick and easy kind of um, reductions of natural farming principles. So um, yeah, there it's going into wedding agents, the Jodanam wedding agent is uh, kind of a classic one in Jadam. Uh, I will note that's a, you know, become a bit controversial in some spaces, but it is really canon Jadam. And I asked about Jadam. Uh, and then we have our Jadam herbal solutions. We're gonna make out of these spicy peppers, ginger, garlic, and again, kind of talks about these IPM elements, but from the Jadam perspective. And then uh, how about, I'm, uh, I'm gonna try to spell it right, Vrikshar Veda. And the other thing that's really neat about this bot is uh, you don't actually have to always spell everything right. So hopefully it can tell. Yeah, and I did misspell it. Brikshayurveda, an ancient Indian science of plant life, emphasizes the balance of natural elements and the use of botanical extracts in preparation to maintain plant health and manage pests. And again, a bit of those IPM principles, but from the Brikshayurveda perspective, natural predators, again, but kind of talking about maybe different ones um, or a different perspective, neem oil, and um, it looks like we're getting also a similar, but Vrikshayurveda tuned recipe for that uh, hot pepper garlic type of uh, deterrent. And it left us with these beautiful words of encouragement, embracing the wisdom of Vrikshayurveda. You are walking a path that connects you to the ancient traditions of natural farming. 
your efforts to integrate these practices show a deep respect for nature and a commitment to nurturing life in its purest form. May your garden flourish and be a testament to the power of these time-honored methods. So this is a little bit of what we can do with this natural farming chatbot. And again, I want to encourage you, if you are excited by what you see, you want to be a part of this, if you go ahead and join our Copyleft Cultivars nonprofit Patreon, the description is uh, in the uh, is in the description there. And we have uh, a lot of great, exciting things upcoming from the Copyleft Cultivars nonprofit. We have two different tiers on the Patreon. We have the uh, $20 one, which is uh, that early access to the beta testing of our system, the cutting edge access, and really supporting us. We're going to help support you as well. We're going to help fine tune it for your applications and, and be there to interface with you uh, on, a, on a fairly regular basis, especially troubleshooting this and really making sure it works great for your use, prioritizing uh, your perspectives in the direction that we continue to develop this uh, while keeping the whole global democratization and open access uh, objective intact. And then we have the $10 tier, which is our sliding scale option. So if you still want access um, and that $20 um, is maybe this month uh, you're feeling like going for that $10 one, next month you can go for the $20 one or, or however you feel in your heart you really want to support us. We want to make sure that that's also still accessible at that $10 level. So we'll still give you access to the exclusive cutting edge model and um, interface with that. And uh, we'll still listen to your feedback and really take that into account as well. So we value both of those connections. We also here on our website uh, are just offering straight donations uh, through our donate now button. Uh, it takes you to a PayPal. Please do enter on the PayPal uh, copy of cultivars uh, in the memo. That helps us with our bookkeeping quite a lot. And then we have uh, our preservation projects, preservation through protection. We have this freedom bag tag that we touched on before. And uh, we also have an interconnected galaxy that is coming soon, coming this next year, early 2024. We're going to be releasing the long-awaited Copyleft Cultivars Open Galaxy Project and Community Galaxy Projects. Those are going to allow people to have apps on their phones connecting to uh, these database systems that we've developed with university partners that allow us to bring together as much data as possible under uh, assurances of open source. So anything that's put into this is uh, already put into this open source guarantee structure. Uh, even the nonprofit won't be able to lock it down and really We'll be op openly publishing it and continuing to uh, increase accessibility, especially for researchers. That'll allow us to bring together as much knowledge as possible through the community and thereby create as great of understandings as possible 
And uh, just like I was talking about with the chatbot, this continual improvement and growth mindset, we want to really help the community to have the infrastructure and ability uh, to do that all together. So watch for that upcoming in 2024. You can follow us on Instagram at Copyleft Cultivars and also at Copyleft Cannabis. Our website, again, is copyleftcultivars.com. You can email us at copyleftcultivars at gmail.com. And then, uh, of course, the Patreon, if you want to get early access before a public release for this chatbot. Thanks, Steve, for uh, letting me intro people into this and do this little sneak peek and uh, really just help the community see a little bit of what we've been doing. I'm really excited to bring this to the larger global audience. And thank you, everybody who's watching along. Yeah, man. Thanks for all the kick-ass work you've been putting into this. And uh, uh, yeah, we had um, a couple other questions. What was it? Um, in chat. One, uh, how are we dealing with different differences between immediate available NPK and those biologically derived? Um, we have some testing data for stuff before and after. We're looking for more. Um, we're also working on uh, getting some additional sources of data, which is part of the project right now on that. But again, if you have access to any of that, we're, we're happy to. Uh, and then some of this can also be derived for, hey, if similar types of, of inputs have similar release rates, you know, we can guesstimate within a margin of error. Um, so that's how it's doing some of its work right now. Um, mm -hmm. And again, that's going to get better with time as we further add more data to the set. Uh, what else is it? Um, uh, what AI engine version is being used for the current model? Uh, so it's a combination of several different systems that we've chained together. Um, so that's a, a little bit out of scope for, for this sneak peek. No, that's fine. Yeah, happy to go, like, continue to open that up, especially as we develop. And um, when we do our open release, I think we'll be able to provide like a little more comprehensive background there. But um, yeah, just given the number of systems that we've put together to make this uh, this happen. Uh, and also in terms of the, the back end, the actual like LLM back end, uh, we're experimenting with multiple LLM back ends. Yeah, yeah, we hopefully, uh, um make sure we pick the, the right one and that's going to work best for this long term. There's a lot of different layers to this too and we have a pretty cool roadmap for kind of what different features are going to go into it uh, as it evolves and things like that. So um, I'm sure that'll play a factor into it as well, long term. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, and we also hope to develop more and more of this in-house um, just so that more and more of it is fine-tunable. Um, so that user interface uh, that I showed you, that's going to be our initial launch user interface. Um, and again, that's one of these systems that we've connected into. We eventually do plan to bring that in-house, design our whole own user interface, and then that will allow uh, other types like multimodal access, uh, pictures, videos, linking to videos within the user interface. These are goals that we're working towards. We also we have some some cool uh, educators as well. They're going to be providing some of their resources for embedding in the model as well for for educating. So 
Um, if you're a little bit stuck on something like that, we'll have some reference videos for a lot of these different natural farming uh, in particular stuff. But also, hey, if, if you have other reference videos and you're, you want to add them to it and you want to uh, uh, give us access to them, we're happy to do that as well. Um, but we, we will have kind of a, it won't just be the chat. There'll be multiple sources of resources for this as well. It, it, it'll be really a, a multimedia kind of educational experience, uh, not just uh, reading the text and, and it, once it gets a little bit farther along. Right. And yeah, that's something that I've been really excited to see develop is that back and forth with the chatbot as well. Um, that's something that's been blossoming in, in our recent development with it is um, <clears throat> its ability to track the context of the conversation and really refine what it said to you based on your requests to refine certain parts or explain certain parts. And um, yeah, that's where we also hope to link in other educators. Again, increasing uh, my call out for natural farming educators or educators of uh, indigenous farming or the, that type of natural farming type of cluster um, really we want to uh, be able to connect in this ecosystem and, and we have this ecosystem perspective at Calculus Cultivars. So, um, you know, connect with us and, and help us connect this in with you. And uh, maybe eventually we can even have this recommending, you know, different teachers to go to in order to continue or, or different kind of groups of teachers um, that are out there uh, already in the world kind of established next level um, educational steps as well for um, if the knowledge base ever kind of hits an end of a road being able to be like here's the type of people you should go talk to uh, or here's some videos or here's some information sources so that's another place that we're taking this from that ecosystem perspective and uh, and if you want to be a part of that with an already established teaching practice or an already established natural farming, uh, practice, scientific research uh, into agriculture, all those sorts of things, we'd really love to interconnect to that as well. We're also working on microbes, and that's maybe another thing to mention here. Um, another thing we hope to do is expand the use of artificial intelligence in agriculture um, to democratize microbial science, and so, Anyone who wants to be a part of that, jump on to our Discord. Uh, link is in the description, and we're uh, already getting the ball rolling there with a few volunteers that have jumped out recently with machine learning understanding. Some of our longtime volunteers uh, that have been really kicking butt, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for that microbial next step as well as that integrated pest management next steps. That's really awesome, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. I don't know if you want to tease anything else here on the way out uh, or if you want to save that for, for later, but I know uh, uh, the last time I saw what you were working on with some of the other cool stuff as well it kind of blew me away, but we can always save that for later if, if need be. Yeah, I uh, I really love to keep this one focused on this natural farming sure. a fertilizer chatbot, but I uh, would love to also come back and, and uh if you're open to it have a, another session uh about the galaxy tools we're going to be releasing in in early 2024 uh because i think that's a whole nother really super fun show and tell and uh i'd love to make that possible 
but uh yeah right now i really want to allow people that moment to focus their attention on uh, the natural farming fertilizer assistant chatbot and uh in interconnecting that that community and that ecosystem before we we jump into that uh big release of that that much larger project and uh yeah again you can go ahead and, and jump over to our patreon our discord uh our instagram right we have lots of these different channels and um since this is early into the development uh really the sooner that you get involved the deeper that we can integrate you into this ecosystem into this community um so yeah can't encourage that enough um but even if you even if you don't have um the contribution to make here uh financially you can make a knowledge contribution uh, or a community contribution uh through the discord you can spread the word publicly uh we are also looking for people with experience with grant writing and especially international funding organizations uh, that's another thing that taking this globally democratizing it across the world um, that's another great skill set that we'd love to welcome you into the organization with awesome well hopefully we can find some uh some more awesome people to join the team and uh keep this the machine rolling and uh if you're watching this and you guys want to get involved again be sure to check out copy left cultivars on patreon um we also have a discord there's a link in the description as well if you want to check that out we, to the uh the public discord we have there and uh yeah thanks a lot and um again you can check us out at copy left cultivars uh com as well if you want to find out more information about the organization and how do people find you if they want to reach out to you there caleb yeah so uh i'm at soul shine growing sol shine growing on instagram and uh same thing at gmail soul shine growing at gmail copyleft cultivars at gmail.com and then uh, if you dm us on the copyleft cultivars uh instagram that also uh is usually tended by me we have one other volunteer that also helps with that uh, so yeah if you want to reach out through that and then i'm always active on the discord um so i'm caleb soul sol on the discord and uh, feel free to tag me or just jump in, respond to anything that I'm saying in the conversation, DM me. Um, I'm very open and I, and I really just want to work with the whole community as much as possible in building these public democratization of knowledge and access. So uh, yeah, definitely welcome connections of all sorts. Yeah. And I appreciate, uh, appreciate all the work you do and, uh, also appreciate everybody else on the team. Uh, I don't know if everybody on the team wants to necessarily be named on the cannabis channel. I don't want to get them in trouble with their daily their day jobs, so I won't name them by name. But uh, there's a super kick-ass team of people that have been working extremely hard uh, that aren't part of the thing here. I just wanted to kind of mention them again uh, one last time as a big thank you to all the hard work they've been putting in as well. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I also don't know how, how they want to be shouted out, but um, by the next time I feature, I'll have gone around and checked and I can give them the proper the proper kudos by name as, as wanted. Um, but yeah, really, um, I'm just here as kind of a representative and spearheading this. And uh, it's been this whole beautiful team of, of 
volunteers that has made this possible again for about three or four years of working on uh, this and, and several other interconnected projects. So um, yeah, thanks. And any of you who are watching who have volunteered either currently or in the past, really heartfelt thank you so much for making this possible. And thanks to all the viewers as well, because I mean, if it wasn't for this community of people watching this and spreading the word, um, what would this movement really be? So thank you. Yeah, if you guys can do uh, nothing else, uh, just help get the word out about the project and uh, and uh, yeah, direct people our way if you think they were useful. So I appreciate all you do and uh, thanks a lot for joining us today. Thanks, Steve. Really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thank you. And again, you can check them out at copyleftcultivars.com, uh, copyleftcultivars on uh, Discord, and copyleftcultivars nonprofit on uh, Patreon uh, if you want to get involved. And you guys can find me as always on Portland Phonics, SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all the things. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Next week, we have Future 4200 will be joining us uh, next Thursday, talking to us about a whole bunch of cool stuff. So. Excited to have him back on the show for a second time. Last time we didn't get a chance to really dig into all the holes of his cool science. So we'll kind of get into that uh, with him. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll be coming up. So thanks a lot. And uh, we'll catch you guys again next week. Peace.